Swivel. Hey guys, I'm Jaden. I'm a mum to two beautiful little girls, a business owner, a hairdresser and a podcaster. Just like every other mum out there, I've got far too many balls in the air and I couldn't manage it all without my village. I started this podcast because although motherhood has been my greatest reward, it hasn't been easy and as mums, we need to stick together, support each other and have a good laugh or cry when the shit inevitably hits the fan. As always, I'm joined by my on-air producer, Lauren, who is the yin to my yang and researcher of all things facts. Hi, Jaden. Hi, everyone. everyone. Um, Yes, I'm Lauren. I'm a journo and I'm a mum to a a very fun two-year-old boy and I've got another one on the way. So, yeah, Jaden and I have lots in common when it comes to motherhood. How's your week been? Do you have a high and low for me? What's been going on? This might seem really ridiculous as a high, but I finally mm. got all of Finnan's old baby clothes organized and put away into tubs per size, which is such like oh, a pedantic a thing to be a high, <laughs> but if you're a mum, you get it. <laughs> so I'm starting to feel a little bit more prepared for baby number two. Absolutely. Because up until now, I feel like I've just been ignoring it. <laughs> And being like, oh, I'll sort that out later. But I'm sort of realizing now there's not that much later. <laughs> so, and then as for a low this week, Jaden, I've sort of also started realizing that yes, I am pregnant and my body is definitely not coping with running after a toddler. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just sort of starting to realize I can't keep doing it all the way I was doing it. Yeah. And, like a great example of that was I had to go yeah. to town for a doctor's appointment and do a few jobs while I was there and I stopped in at the pharmacy. It was my last stop of the day. I was a little bit tired by that point and I thought, I'll just grab Finn and I won't worry about the pram, won't worry about strapping him in, I'll just hold on to him. Well, <laughs> of course, that's the time he decides to just won't be held is just this little wriggle worm. And yeah, he got away from me in this pharmacy and he thinks it's like this amazing playground with lots of aisles to run up and down and he shoots down the middle aisle and (laughs) yeah, yeah, he just thinks he can. Because he lives on a farm. He thinks like the the boundaries are endless when they're not. (laughs) So he shoots down this aisle right to the back where the pharmacists are like putting together all this stuff. He goes behind the counter and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so then I get him back and then he runs away from me again and I'm like, oh, wow, I really oh, can't no. keep up. So, yeah, that was exhausting. But luckily there was this other mum in there. She was like, yeah. she was so lovely. <laughs> like she'd seen me earlier in the day with him around town and then she saw me again in the pharmacy and was like, go have a coffee. <laughs> so in the end I went and got an orange juice and I felt a lot better after that. So, <laughs> How does that make you feel? that you can't do all the things that you used to do. It's really hard because like, I like to be independent and so having to rely on other people's really hard and just ask for help is a bit of a yeah, because mm. it's just like I know that like on a on, on a normal day I'd be able to do these things, but I just can't. And so things like lifting Finn and up all the time and lifting things in and out of the car. Yeah, I found you know. that was hard with me with Georgia. Yeah. Getting help to bring in the shopping of all things. Okay, Jaden, did you want to tell me what your high and low is for the week? A high for me would probably be that, similar to you, I went through all of Georgia and Maria's Mm. wardrobe and (laughs) 
did a big clean out. Just which had was a very great. organized week. And made me we? feel so Yeah, so organized. Got me set up for this week. That that was great. And I just felt like a load had just come off me. And now I'm just getting ready for bed linen and changing their room around. So I'm super mm-hmm. excited to do that. But all their clothes are completely organized and sorted. So that was a huge high for me because I've been meaning to do it for ages and then a low for me was definitely losing my shit (laughs) for the first time that's a lie not for the first time but like my youngest is a COVID baby and I really dislike saying that but that's the reality like we couldn't take her out much and all that kind of stuff And I'm using this as a really big excuse because I'm finding it really hard to grasp that she's just very misbehaved, right? So I'm blaming it on COVID (laughs) because it makes me feel better as a parent, right? (laughs) But she – like I've heard these stories before where like parents haven't been able to take their kids into like supermarkets and like shopping centres and I've never really been able to relate to that. Mm-hmm. until Saturday when we were at a shopping centre and Maria was absolutely losing her shit. She didn't have a sleep. She was hungry. We fed her. It wasn't enough. Pulling George's hair, oh slapping God. her, throwing things down in the shops. And I lost my fucking <laughs> shit. I was like, nah, I'm done. Like this is not okay. This is what everyone talks about. And I called Stelios because he was down in another shop and I was like, come and get your children before I throw them. And look, it's funny, but at the time I had said that in front of them and I just felt so guilty. Georgia started crying and I just instantly got down on her level and I'm like, Georgia, I'm so sorry. Like she's like, this is all oh, my fault. Thing. And I was like, oh, God. <gasps> oh my God, what am I doing to my children? I'm shaming yeah. them. I'm setting them up for all the horrible things. And I just went, you know, I've got to be the parent. I've got to be mm. the mature parent. So I just said, I'm so sorry. Nothing is your fault. You have done nothing wrong. Mummy is just very, very frustrated and mummy needs to eat and sleep and I'm so sorry and I really need to go to the bathroom yeah. and I'm waiting for daddy and then daddy got there and I <laughs> ran to the bathroom and let out oh. a huge cry got on my phone texted my best friend and I was like I'm seconds away from losing my mind I'm about to get in the car and run away and never come back and she's like welcome <laughs> to my world yeah well I keep remembering Lauren that the little one is yeah. not even two yet Right. So I remember there was like a study or like it was evidence proven that before three, they don't really remember (laughs) anything. So like, I mean, they're still getting conditioned like subconsciously, but they're not going to really remember anything. So I don't feel as bad for like the little (laughs) one, but it's more Georgia because she's four in October and I'm like, this is where it all you starts. You just like are like, watching her soak everything up and you're like, oh, my God, now. what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't have any childhood trauma for her, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so should we jump into yeah, this week's topic? This week, 
We are talking about social media and motherhood. We're going to be talking about social media, but more specifically, we want to talk about judging and being judged on social media as mums, because it's something that I feel like all of us can say we've been on both the giving and receiving ends of. And it's like easy to slip into the habit of judging other people, but also easy to jealous or like you're not going, like you're not doing enough because Mm -hmm. of what you see on social media. And... I feel like, have you ever judged any mums on social media, Lauren? (laughs) Like, let's just, probably all you have. I haven't (laughs) judged in the sense that I go out like a keyboard warrior and go, oh my God, what are you doing to your children? You're ruining their lives. But you do think in your mind as you're scrolling, like, oh my God, get real or oh my God, what are they doing sort of thing. It's sort of a thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I would never dare go comment on someone's Instagram post or – Neither. Anything like that because who am I yeah. to say? But but yeah, it Absolutely. is it is something that that does slip into your thoughts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think um what we're talking about today with particularly mothers judging other mothers is perhaps something that we don't address a lot because it's scary to think that women judge other women, but it more often than not, that's where the judgment comes from or where we feel like the judgment comes from. It yeah, is a big one. When I started Made for Mums, I was sharing very, and I do share quite raw, authentic stuff on there. And I remember this one post, I was in lockdown with the kids and um, Georgia had thrown a bowling ball at me, like for me to catch, but it it split my lip. And and look, to say I had... Yeah, a bowling. Like a yeah, a bowling ball. Oh, like a small a, a one. Small, I thought you were talking about like those no, big like ones. Small. And I was like, "How does a two-year-old pick that up?" <laughs> no, I was waiting. I was waiting for Lauren to say what <laughs> a bowling ball. No, so like it was like a small like right. it's from yeah. a kid's shop, right? Like a small bowling ball, but yeah. it's hard. Like it's not soft. And she threw it at me, and it hit my lip, and I just had enough. Like we were in four walls. All I was seeing every day were the same people, the same things, and I was just going mad. And I burst into tears and I wrote this article, like this full-blown article of how I was really mm. feeling in the moment and I took a photo of my lip and, uh, and I went to yep. post it on my blog and then I actually took a step back and went, I really don't think there are some things that you need to post and then there are other mm. things that you just can't. And then it took me – to do the podcast, like this podcast, to send to like our executive producer mm. to then go, yep, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna publish it, which is what we've ended up publishing. But there was a lot of things where I was like, I feel like that happens a lot where oh my God, we I'm as be... mums perhaps go to post something and then go, oh wait, I might be judged if I put this on my story or make a post about it, and so then we yeah. don't. Have you been like outwardly judged on social media? Because of your businesses? No, if I'm being honest, I've had a really, really positive response to my yeah. posts and to my mm. keeping it real. I've actually had quite a few DMs. One in particular really touched me. She said, I've been following your journey wow. since you started Made for Mums and I've just fallen pregnant. And I just want to say reading your posts about prenatal and postnatal has really helped me through oh, my great. journey. And I thank you so much. Yeah. And it made me cry. 
because I was like, what? (laughs) On social media. That's Mm. that's what we're doing, right? That's what I wanted to create. Connecting mums, not judging mums. And what? Look, I've been Mm. honest on here. Like there are days where I don't want to parent. I just don't. Same. And (laughs) I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. We're not machines. We're Mm. humans. It's really easy to forget, isn't it? Because... If you are someone who judges other people on social media, which is most of us, we forget that there's a real person on the other end of that Instagram account. Yeah, there's someone real on the end of that and they they cop it and they hear it and it they sometimes they take it to heart and it can yeah, can really hurt. And so something that I wanted to talk about for the topic today, leading on from that, is how we quite often judge celebrities and how they often get judged when they become a mother as a celebrity. And one example that I wanted to bring up in particular is the singer Pink, because she comes under a lot of fire Mm. from followers or fans because of something that she posted about her children on social media. And then normally it gets reported by like the media and then it just blows up. And then she goes, hang on, why am I being called out for this? And it's silly. It's ridiculous stuff. Like she was told that her and yeah. her husband were reckless for taking pictures with their son on a on a motorbike and on a jet ski, even though like the caption literally says, oh, oh we're idling, God. we're going s- slow sort of thing. So there was another case as well where she was he- heating up a bottle, like a baby bottle on the stove, and she was holding yeah. her baby and what? like they just – People just absolutely ripped into her for that. And it's like, haven't we all held a baby while stirring something on the stove or boiling the kettle to make a cup of tea? Like, it's ridiculous. And there's just... Wow. She can't win. Oh, yeah, and she posted a photo of her kids at the zoo and was criticised for teaching them about animals in captivity. You think something so innocent as, oh, let my child come and see these wonderful animals. Nope. She just can't yeah. win. No, that's wild. And you can't. And I think the the post that she posted as well where it was an accident and this can happen to all of us because it's definitely mm. happened to me with Georgia. She's like she accidentally posted an uncensored photo of mm. her son without a nappy on and didn't people threaten yes, to call child protection? Did. Which is just like, like that's sometimes just wild. like you just post like in your tired state that you are as a mother you post something because you think it was a lovely moment that that happened and you forgot that your son didn't have a nappy on I feel like if not if you knew pink because (laughs) I don't know how many of us would know pink but if you knew (laughs) that person in real life and you went to their house and they were doing the same thing that pink was doing i.e heating up a bottle on the stove you're not gonna lash out and go oh my god what are you doing Mm. are you you trust that they're a no. Look, I've done that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do it with Maria daily. She's on me like a rash. And what are you supposed to do? Like, yeah. like, don't tell me that you have not picked While up your cooking. child whilst they're at you, mum, 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 and you're cooking and you've only got two hands and you need one hand to stir the pot because you're trying to feed right. your child mm. and do it all. And that's there was another thing with David Beckham where he posted a photo of him kissing oh, Harper, yeah. his, his daughter, on the lips. I kiss my daughter on the lips every single yeah. day. Stelios, my husband, kisses them on the lips. That is – that blew people, my mind. 
like they made it perverted and that like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what are you teaching your daughter? I oh was like, God. try saying something to me about me kissing my daughter. If I had a son, I'd be kissing him on the mm. lips too, let me tell you. For some people, so, like, some that's families, daughter. that's, that's how his, like, they show their joy. And it's just, who are you to judge? And can I, who are can, you to judge? About the kissing thing, like this might sound really foreign to people, but my grandfather, I kiss him yeah, on okay. lips. Like that sounds really, really weird and stuff, but I'll like kiss him hello on the lips and goodbye on the lips and my grandmother too. Like it's just what I've always mm. done from a young kid. Like now to some people that might be super, super weird. Like not all the time, but yeah. sometimes I do because that's just – I've grown up with them. They're like my mum and dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know why like that whole – thing with the David Beckham thing like got to me because I do it with my grandfather my kids do it with with my mom me like and we're not forced to do it it's a family it's just like what we do but I also love that some of the some of the celebrities actually Mm. screenshot Mm. their dms and i love that they're calling people out on it like especially like reality tv stars the amount of hate Mm. So much. And I feel like there are other people that go, well, you went on a reality TV show. Like, what do you expect? Like, my mum will be the first person to say to you, when I was in Big Brother, I completely forgot that there were cameras everywhere. Yeah. I completely forgot because yeah. that was my reality. You live in a house. You live in a house, you're in a confined space, and it's like you forget that there are cameras. Yeah, you've got producers and they're tapping in and all that kind mm-hmm. of jazz, but more so than not, you're on your own. So... These people are getting ridiculed. My mum got called a transvestite. Oh she got oh. – because of her voice, they thought because she's got such a deep voice. <laughs> I mean, she laughs about it and we all do. But, like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, we're going to do this podcast and there's probably going to be people yeah. talking about it as well because we're mums. And I think yeah. that's the really important thing about social media as well is that, um, you know, we have to navigate social media whether we like it or not, it's here. And I think we have to figure out a way to make that positive for mothers because there, while I can see that there are positives out there, there's a hell of a lot of negatives. And it doesn't necessarily look like a negative. It might yeah. just look like it just might come in the form of someone who looks like they have their shit together and have it all perfect on Instagram when that's not the case. And yeah. part of our job is reminding people that that's, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to create this podcast because I want us to connect and I want everything that I share, whether it's my experience or what I've seen or Mm. heard, like to be positive and to help that listener or help that Mm. Instagram scroller go, ah, she's had that too. Well, that's how I was feeling today. And that's just made my day. And I think that's the most important thing because I think you know, it, there is a, quite a lot of negative stuff, but if we can contribute in a positive way and help uplift people and parents, like mums especially, like I just think it's so important to hold us and to share our struggles. Yeah. We can yeah. just do it imperfectly. That's right. All righty. I think it's time to bring on our guest for this week, who I'm super stoked about. Having talked a bit about social media and some of the judgments we get as mums on the internet, we're going to be speaking to Genevieve Mew, who is the founder of Connected Parenting. She supports parents to work through their child's behaviours and emotions, but also helps families adapt to the modern parenting world. Jen, welcome to Mummy Village. 
Pleasure. Can you tell us about some of the different challenges parents face today in this modern world? Yes, I can. It's one of my favourite topics. I think that parenting is so much more challenging than it ever has been. You have your first newborn and you're trying to breastfeed and you're trying to work out how to settle that baby in those early full-on days in hospital. And there's some kind of message that society gives Mm. or maybe it's innate or we just sort of think, well, I should know how to do this because I'm a parent and I should know how to feed because I'm a woman and my baby should know how to do what it's doing because it's a baby. And the truth is none of that is true. All of it is a learnt skill. And because the village has changed, it means that when we do hit the ground in that first instance with our parenting, often people are holding the very first newborn they've ever held. They certainly haven't seen a newborn try to breastfeed. What we've seen on TV or in media or out at the cafes is a 12-week-old baby. So we're not being as exposed If you track back not even that long ago, you would have seen people give birth and definitely breastfeed newborns before you were doing it. And I think the fact that the village has changed, that we raise our babies very much in privacy of our silo in our own home, that's impacting kind of how natural we feel at parenting. So we need to give ourselves grace to navigate that knowing I'm going to be learning as I go. It takes a long time to get the hang, I think, of parenting. I definitely can relate to that. Before I had Georgia, my eldest, I was like really, really comfortable with the aftermath of having her because I'd like helped my auntie and I'd helped other people. So I wasn't really anxious about post, if if I'm being honest. It was more so about keeping her alive. But then I had her and I was like, oh, my God, I'm solely responsible for this little person and now I have to bring her home and no one told me about nipple shields, no one told me about lip ties, tongue ties, no one warned me about any of this and it was so overwhelming, Jen, because on Instagram and on social media it all looks so easy. No one was talking about the struggles or about any of that stuff. So it was really foreign for me and I just couldn't understand why no one was talking about it. So, Jen, how do you then come in and help mums and dads who are struggling with, like, this sense of judgment, particularly when it comes to social media? The social media thing is big and Mm. I think one of the first things parents need to know is Firstly, an awareness of how the world's changed. So just what you were saying then, Jaden, if you track back to even when my mum had me, she went back to a community of women where nobody was going back to work. They were all muddling together. And so all those things you just said, I didn't know about nipple shields and all the things you didn't know to expect, you'd have 10 or 12 women around you, kids at your feet. They're there guiding you, training you, kind of doing that as you go. Mm. And that's one of the biggest things. And then like you say, you're on your own, in your own house, and then you've got social media presenting an image of perfection. So the first thing parents need to be aware of is that that exists. Because if you don't even know that that's a change, if you don't even know the impact that can have, then you're going to feel like you're failing. So that's one of the first things. I would tell parents when I work with them, they need to filter out some of that information. So whether that's restricting stuff that doesn't make you feel good, restricting your time on social media, picking one to two really good sources of information, 
and really trying to run with that. Mm -hmm. When we try to take on everything, we get overwhelmed because it's not going to fit. But I think really it's about our expectations. It's being aware that we are in a culture of comparison and of over-parenting. We're trying to just be absolutely Mm. perfect at every aspect of parenting and it's not what our kids need. So we kind of need to bring that awareness to parents because maybe not enough people are talking about that. And can I ask, Jen, do you think mums feel more judgment than dads? I know there is a few dads' social media accounts, but prominently it's mums. And do you think Mums feel more judgment yeah. than fathers? Yeah, we do. And that's probably that society does expect more of mums. I've seen some stuff on social media where it's like the dad gets takeaway and we go fun dad and the mum gets takeaway and we say, oh, she's slack. She's not doing enough. So there is yeah, that double totally. standard, I think, in parenting. But I think also as women, we're raised in a world where we're taught to put others first and to worry about pleasing. So a lot of the pressure we feel from society when our child has a tantrum in public and we think everybody's judging me and thinking control that child and often they're not so sometimes that judgment is also in our head it's that everybody thinks I should be doing more so I think there is both that expectation definitely is out there but also we put some Mm. of it on ourselves Mm. so how do you help Mm. parents who do have too high expectations of themselves (sighs) well I think one of the biggest it's a bit out there but I think self-compassion is so needed in parenting. And one of the best things you can learn Mm. to say, and I say it all the time when it's getting really intense in my house, is honestly, I am doing the best I can. This is really hard. When we can acknowledge, because it is, it is really hard. When you're alone in a bathroom at 5pm trying to bath two kids and one of them's pooed their pants or whatever, And you think, is no one coming to save me? It is just so, so hard. It's sometimes too much for one person and that's the reality of it. And I think we can feel like it can get so pressured, but sometimes if we can just stop and say, hey, this is really hard and I'm doing my best. And so is my child. And when we can extend that compassion to ourselves, it can help even for us being more compassionate to our child and everything can go better. Obviously, there are other things we need to do and people talk about self-care and I'm careful to throw that Mm. on the pile or on the list of mums because I know what it's like to think, oh, my gosh, like how? But what I can tell you is we need to prioritise fun. Too many parents get lost, especially after that second baby, and we get lost in kind of, well, fun is for the kids. But actually, when we can have fun, not only do we parent better, but it allows us to get that perspective around when we're over-parenting and when we need a break. So finding that fun for you is as individual as anything. I took up basketball at the ripe old age of 40, completely learned a new skill, play with a bunch of mums, and it is so much fun. And it's about finding that thing that you wish you'd always done or that you find fun where you're not counting the minutes. And it's not about what's fun for your kids. It's about what's fun for you. And I think it's a different way of thinking thinking about self-care that is achievable and really important. Yeah, yeah. it's not something that would just pop into yeah, my mind, that. <laughs> that's for sure. No, I mean, because we think of self-care like go to the day no. spa. <laughs> it's another. That's what I thought straight away, Jen. I was like, self-care, I need to go get my hair done. I need to go get my nails done. That's what my self-care was prior yep. to kids. Massage, nails, hair, relaxation yep. to a T. Now, if I ever get a massage, I'm like, When's it going to finish? Like, I need to go now. It's a time thing, isn't it? Like, it doesn't Mm. feel 
It is. Yeah. It's the mental load. You're and actually getting your hair right. done, that's maintenance. You kind of, I don't, you need it to is. get, I need to get my hair done. It uh, is. Very important with greys. But you really need something that <laughs> is fun and it's about supporting each other. I think the other thing you can do if you are lucky enough to be parenting with someone else, if you've got two of you in the house and if you don't have a partner, maybe there's a mum helping out or there's something else, I think that Mm. it's about developing a system where you actually tap each other out. And how that looks is that essentially when we're really overwhelmed in parenting, we go into fight, flight or freeze. We're no longer able to administer self-care. We're no longer able to say, oh, wow, I'm getting really overwhelmed here. I need a break. So if you have a partner that can tap you on the shoulder and say, I've got this, you go have a shower or you go for a walk or do something for yourself, I'll take over from here. I think that can be really fantastic. And it's about sitting down and supporting each other to do that and having a conversation of when we would step in for each other. And I think that's another way of doing it. Because again, we say to parents, you know, fit your own oxygen mask. But the truth is, once you are in need of that mask, you're no longer able to reach for it. That's the problem. Mm. I love that. This is all well and good to say we sit down with our hubby and have a conversation about tapping each other out and stuff. But that social media stuff does tend to creep back in because, of course, we sit down for a break, we go on our phones, we see it all, this continuous parenting, I suppose, of it, of it all being done and it all looks beautiful and it's all fantastic. How do we remember it's not real? I think you've honestly, you've got to unfollow anything that makes you feel like crap. I mean, I don't yeah. follow any of the beige linen families, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, Jen, but yes, the beige linen to children in their neutral coloured clothes. Yes, that's what I was talking about. No, I don't. I don't follow that. Look, I'm, and, um, I'm on there for work, so I'm often really looking at what are the problems, how can I solve them? And so I'm, I've got a really different focus. But I think we have, you've got to opt out and follow the funny, imperfect stuff. There's so many really funny, imperfect parents out there that are doing hilarious stuff on TikTok and Instagram. And I kind of think get more of that in your feed that's just imperfect and funny and yeah, filter out that stuff that looks really like too perfect. So Mm. Jen, I, yeah, I have to agree with that because I want to ask you a question because I have been thinking about you recently and I'm so excited to get you on because I've been losing my shit quite often and I always go back to you and like the circle of security and and I actually had a laugh with Stelios yesterday, my husband, and I said, we need to get that folder out and we need to like revisit that circle of security, which is, can you just give a bit of a background on circle of security really quickly? I will, because it also answers that previous question. So when you say, how do you kind of filter the pressure and the kind of all this stuff around, we want to get it right and we want to provide everything for our kids. One of the biggest things you can do is learn according to the research, which there's like solid, solid research now, you can learn what do kids need. One of the best ways any parent can learn this is through Circle of Security Parenting, which is an internationally run course created by three psychologists in the States. I run it all the time for parents and I did it myself as a parent to change my parenting. Why is it so impactful when you really learn exactly what do our kids need from us when 
they're in this mood, when they're in that mood, how are they needing us to support them and what gets in the way for us in terms of parenting. Because the one thing I can tell you is that there's no Instagram account and there's no one book that's ever going to make you a perfect parent. Firstly, it's not what our kids need, but what will make you a really great parent is working out what gets in the way for you in being that parent. And for all of us, that's different. And that's that moment where we yell, where we didn't intend to, or we're struggling with certain aspects of what our kids need. Lose our shit. We lose our shit, but also we do other things. We hover over them. We don't let them be brave at the park because we're scared and that's our shit too. Yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> so we've got lots of ways our shit plays up in our parenting. And once you can get a sense, and it's hard work, but once you can get a sense of what it is that is your shit that's getting in the way of your parenting, then it starts to make sense. Oh, this is my stuff. I know when it's happening, I'm able to catch it in the moment. And then I can tell you guys, you never reach for another parenting book again. You never look to Instagram to solve your problems again. You're like, I know innately what my child needs. It's within our relationship and I can do it. And that's a really great feeling. So I do advocate for that for that course, which anyone can do, and it's often run for free around the country. So really good option yeah. for anyone who wants to take their parenting to that next level. And that's why I was going to say to you, like, is it okay to lose our shit? Yeah, and it is. what's more important? It's the coming together after and how you resolve it. Like it's a repair. Yeah. So we've Thank got you. this That's relationship. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, we've got this relationship, and that's our bond between us and our child. And everybody loses it. Everybody stuffs up in their parenting. We either collapse at a boundary moment, or we yell, or we kind of act like a way that we didn't want to. We act like the toddler when we're trying to parent a toddler, for example. Mm, The biggest thing to know is that kids don't need perfect parents. They need parents that are able to go in and just repair that relationship or repair that rupture. Two key, really, really important things I will say about repair. You can't say, I'm sorry, but if only you had listened. And you can't say, I'm sorry, just have what you want. Oh, I just want to make you happy. Please don't cry. That's collapsing. And both of those make our kids responsible for the rupture. We want to just own the rupture and you don't want to be too quick to say, but you played a part too. You want to be the bigger person and say, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Can we start again? And the goal of that repair is actually just to reconnect you. It's not to fix the problem. It's not to make everyone happy. It's just to get the relationship back on the tracks. Even when it's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> yeah. If it's, yeah, I will say though, really important to take a, a moment before you go in because sometimes we're still so worked up. We're better to wait and then go yeah. in and repair once we're able to. Okay. And how can we use social media in a positive way to support each other? Social media in a positive way. I think joining spaces and groups that are positive, that make you feel good, that have a good vibe. And there's so many good spaces out there. I think using, like there's heaps of great humour in social media, sharing funny parenting jokes and memes is a really great way to support a friend who's having a tough day, isn't it? Like a good laugh at three-year-olds being hard is exactly what a friend needs sometimes to just bring a bit of perspective. So I think these are really great ways to use social media, but it's about curbing how much we're on it. And like I said, my biggest thing, anything that makes me feel crappy I unfollow. And now, Jen, this is a really big question because I want to know with all the people that you've connected with over your time, how many mums have said to you that they just want to break from parenting because I want to break quite often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time to book in a break. Yeah. Is what I- 
I would say to you, I would say, okay, let's have a look at what you're doing for fun. Let's have a look about working in some small moments that are for you throughout every day, like starting small. Let's look at how Mm. you and your partner are supporting each other and let's look Mm -hmm. bigger term. The thing about, you know, breaks is once you've got two kids, you need to plan them, you need to diarise them, you need to really sit down with your partner and a diary and go, what are we each going to do? How can I support you with a break and vice versa? How can we get family involved or get a sitter involved? But what I've Mm -hmm. learned over time, you need to plan it and diarise it. (laughs) It doesn't happen otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah. Try to lower the pressure on yourself and know that kids don't need perfect parents. They need good enough parents that are just showing up and doing the best they can. Rather than probably turning to social media, turning to someone like a psychologist or a parenting coach, doing something like Circle of Security, which I do run, but also so does Catholic Care and Tresillion. Um, you know, I think turning to something really substantial that's research-based right. is a really good option to improve your parenting and that's the biggest thing I've loved having you on yeah me too (laughs) this has been very eye-opening I feel a lot more prepared now (laughs) so because Lauren's pregnant in a second I'll grant you access to my second baby course it's just really easy she just simplifies everything Lauren like you make it sound easy Jen and you also take away the the pressure I think some of our listeners will definitely resonate with like Mm. listening to this because I think that's what it is like when we simplify things things start to it doesn't seem as big just start yeah or scary Mm. we've had you for 30 minutes of your time which has been wonderful (laughs) no it's been really really good I was just about to say it would really I'd love to get you on and talk about like the introduction and doing like the going from one to two Mm. It's arguably the biggest jump in your parenting. Yeah, it's wow. bigger than even yeah. that. So, Jen, how can, to agree um, with you. Yeah, how can people find you uh, if they want to look yeah. you up? Or- so um, one of the best ways to find me if you're on Instagram is at Connected Parenting AU. Otherwise, my website is www.connectedparenting.com.au. I'm also on TikTok as Connected Parenting. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a positive and, one. Yeah, unless there's oh, anything thanks, else, guys. we better let you go. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Good to chat. So when I had like pre and post and all that kind of jazz, I was connected with a social worker from one of the private hospitals in Sydney, the Mater, and she, I reached out to her letting her know that I was going to, you know, do Made for Moms and eventually get a podcast out there and all that kind of stuff. And she said it would be a really good idea to connect with Jen because Jen's also done work with Gidget House Australia. Oh, wow. and Yeah, she's done a lot of work. And when I called her to talk to her about Made for Moms and the village that I wanted to create, she was like, oh, my God, I'm in. You know, and it was amazing. I've just watched her grow and grow and grow and it's just been incredible. That's so great. to have her on, I could have just kept like listening to her more and more and more because it just really took me back to the basics of like, yeah, cut out all the white noise and just keep it simple and bring it into you and Georgia mm. or like me and Georgia or Maria and I. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. If all else fails, you've still got you and your child. and uh, Yeah, and just like – Focus on that. She covers such a wide range of stuff as well, but her her knowledge on 
this new generation of parents and how social media affects us and how our parents affect our parenting was really good. And obviously she has just so much more to give when it comes to like transitioning to two children, toilet training, (laughs) you know, she's got it all down pat. So it would be really good to come back to her at some point, I think. The fact that she just simplified it, I loved how she used the word village because she's right. Like Mm. Our village has changed. It's up to us now to make our village. And I think that is the most important Mm. thing to take from that. So if something doesn't feel good, move away from it. But you know what I also loved what Jen said, just to circle back to that? It's not about the moment that you have with them in that shitstorm. It's about the repair. And I love the I'm sorry but is Mm -hmm. not an apology. And I'm sorry here, just have it. Okay, that's also not an apology. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, the repair, and that's a big one for me with the kids. Like I am really strong on that. So Georgia's turning four in October and and just from me doing a lot of repairing, (laughs) a lot of repairing from, you know, the age of two to three, she's at a stage now where she will come over to me and say, Mommy, you really upset me. Okay. Can we please talk about it? And I'll go, yes, I'm ready to yeah. talk. Let's talk. And then I'll ask her, how did you feel? And she'll say to me, I felt really sad when you screamed at me. And I'll say, I'm really sorry that I screamed at you. Mummy will try harder next time. I'm human. I know I'm your mummy, but I'm also human and I'm also going to make mistakes. So I'm really sorry mm. I made you feel that way. And mm. I'm sorry I raised my voice. Yeah, but <laughs> the child doesn't need perfect parents. Yeah. You know, cut out all the noise, cut out all the shit, the judgment social media, whatever. You've always got you and your child and that relationship. Mm. All right. We're going to have some more information and links to our research on social media on our website at mummyvillage.co. You can also visit our Instagram at mummyvillagepod and click the link in our bio to access some resources that way. Or if you want to share some tips that you have to deal with with social media judgment or even if you just want to vent to us about it, send us a DM because we want to hear from you. I'm Jaden. And I'm Lauren. And you've been listening to the Mummy Village podcast. Remember, (laughs) we love you and don't worry because I haven't shaved my legs in weeks either. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Swivel. 